Hello, hello, hello. It's your boy, Coach John John here, certified life coach specializing in manifestation coaching through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon, where the mission is to go beyond the place your eyes can see. Yeah, that's right. And on this podcast, I aim to give you inspiration, motivation, all things to get you beyond your perceived limitations so that you can manifest the life you desire. So sit back, relax, and get into this episode like you're getting into this beat. (laughs) Yeah, you feeling that? JJ made it. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate, do all the things to show us some love. Now, are you ready? I hope you're ready. Let's go beyond our horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Did you get the recording notification? Yeah, I did. Cool. And you still can hear me pretty good, right? Okay. All right. All right. Well, welcome, AJ, to Beyond Your Horizon again. All Hello. right. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. You are? Okay. I see I- you don't- you didn't got all like lined up and barbered and all of that. Yes. When you asked me to be on your show, I was like, okay, you really want me to go on camera? Like, hold on a minute. But I went and got my hair cut, got my little beard lined up so I can be my best self for you all. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you always <laughs> are your best self. I told you that before. You didn't have to go do all of that. You know? But I want to make myself feel good too. So this mm-hmm. is like my self-care day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you find that you get more attention when you are lined up and trimmed or when you're looking regular, like attention from like the, like more interesting, the parties, the gentlemen or whoever you okay. want. Maybe if we're saying that I would have to say, uh, once I'm lined up, um, I feel like I can put my best self forward. You should always try to put your best self forward. And, um, first impressions are all you have. So, um, I like to always, when I'm going out on the social scene, make sure I have a fresh lineup, fresh cut, what have you. And that's just my thing. Yeah, I like that too for myself. Yeah, I love that for myself. But I do find that I get more attention when I am when I think I'm feeling scruffy, looking scruffy. Mm-hmm. That's that's when I usually get the most compliments. I feel self conscious in that stage because like I'm bald, but when the hair starts to grow back in, it's kind of like patchy. So um, <laughs> you catch me with a hat or what have you. But yeah, I feel like I'm more myself and more comfortable when I'm freshly shaved and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. me too i feel the and same the way. way that i was taught and the way that i was brought up all right all right i feel the same way i feel better when i am cleaned up and shaved and i'm bald-headed just like you and yeah mm-hmm. when that hair starts growing back and um and you start to really see where areas where you are thinning uh yeah I don't that, like that, that feeling. The hairline that yeah the temple oh mine's back here honey oh and the cow leaf right there it's back in the back right it's back in the back all right cool well i want to go ahead let's well first let me give a disclaimer to anybody who may be listening or watching that we are going to be talking about domestic abuse today um we are going to be specifically talking about what happened with kiki palmer and her baby daddy darius jackson um, but if this conversation is something that is triggering for you, or you might want to hit skip on it, um, but if you're if you're not, if you're okay with listening to us engage in this in this topic, then you know feel free to keep on listening. Um, we're all going to talk about that, but we're also are going to just talk about domestic abuse in general 
and um, and AJ, once we're going to let him introduce himself as to why I wanted him to be in this conversation, because I do feel that he'll be able to give us some more um, maybe clinical insight of domestic abuse and and how if anyone may be dealing with it, they can get help. Or for those of us who know people who, who are, we'll get into that toward the end. But um, but first off, um, AJ, tell us about yourself. Who who are you? And your okay. Well, hello everybody. I'm Anthony J, or as he calls me, AJ. Mm -hmm. I am a master's clinical mental health counseling student that will be graduating in December with my master's in clinical mental health counseling. I currently work as part of a clinical um, team where we provide crisis counseling for corporations or what have you. However, with my clinical experience, I have seen everything from domestic abuse, domestic violence, um, sex offenders, family therapy, everything from mood disorders to your psychotic disorders to substance abuse. So I've seen the whole gamut. However, my specialization is in African-American um, families, African-American individuals, LGBTQ. And yeah, I just want to help break that stigma surrounding mental health in the Black um, community. So if you ever need to talk to someone, I'll let you know where to find me. All right. All right. Well, thank you for doing for your work in that. Um, you're doing you're doing Jesus work. I like that. I, yeah, sometimes, but you don't want to get the Jesus complex because we can't save everybody. You have to know that everybody cannot be saved. But the more that we can reach and teach and touch, that's all right with me. And when did you say you're going to graduate? I will be graduating December 9th, 2023. Shout out to Fort Valley State University that has one of the best clinical mental health counseling programs around. And it's the number one HBCU in Georgia, ranked number one. All right, then. All right. All right. Well, shout out to them. And again, thank you for, you know, for answering that call to be in that field. Um, I have a very special place for therapists, teachers, um, a very special place in my heart that that mm -hmm. is for people who just who make that choice to say, you know what, we're going I'm going to do something that's going to actually help other people. You know, um, a lot of y'all are not being paid what you what you are deserving of. And you that make is true. That, yeah, and you make that that sacrifice to say, you know, I know I'm not going into a field that's going to make me filthy rich. It's not going to, you know, do that. But I am going to be. Oh, I can so tell well, you how to make the money. Well, well, it ain't just it ain't just <laughs> seeing clients one on one. It ain't just that you get your money through consulting. You actually can also get your money through private practice. You can also get your money through an insurance company doing utilization management. Oh. Clear quick six k if you okay. know how. to Work it, work it. Six work figures. It. I did six mm -hmm. figures. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm you into know, it. I may have to bring you back on so you can talk about that because okay. you know everybody that I know that's in that field seems to be more like almost comparable to a, a starving artist or struggling, you know, okay. and, and everything and stuff. So it's good to know that you can make a really good living uh, by going into that field because maybe more people would be, you know, more, you know, wanting to do that if they knew. I'm that currently making more than some starting therapists. Oh. All right, you heard it here first, y'all. Don't sleep on on those who are who are specializing in in mental health. That you can make a career out of it, and it sounds like it can be very sustaining. So, all right, good, good to know. All right, before we get into the topic, I will have a little icebreaker question. Um, yes. The reason why this question came to my attention was because I was on Instagram the other day and I saw someone make this post, okay. and the post was asking a question about name was asking us to name two celebrities that most people hate 
but you love. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that question. On that question, two celebrities that people hate that, that I most people love, that most yeah. people hate that I love. Okay, I would have to say Erica Badu. No, I take it back. Everybody love her. All right, I'm gonna go there. Summer Walker, love her. A lot of people hate her or whatever. But I understand, you know, all the complexities surrounding her or what have you. Another person that I would say that I like that most people hate. Hmm. I'm just have to tell a lie. Jennifer Hudson. A lot of people say she's screaming for what have you. But I love her. I'm most people. I am most people. On You're both most of people. Those. Okay. On both of those <laughs> answers that you said, I am most of those people. But it makes sense that you would like Summer Walker because right. of her mental health issues, which I feel are a scam. Um, but we, oh, and, but see, you know we, but see, we, we, yeah, we about to go ahead. We, we about to get into it. it because we're going to get to the topic already. Because you know, you know what? But you got to give your two first, and then we're going to get into it. Because you know what? Okay. First of all, you didn't trash. You didn't trash my damn profession. You just said, "Well, I compare it to a, a teacher or a struggling artist." Yes. No, people that like, I know, because no. people that I know, I'm just saying, people okay. that I know who have chosen social work as their this main, is not social well, work. Sorry, this is, this social is, work, is clinical, therapist, and clinical. They they talk right. about this is what I hear that it, they talk about how long it takes you know to really get to a place where you're able to make a substantial living. And a lot of people block their money because they don't get licensure once they get out. So you have people out here working somewhere as just a therapist, but you don't have the licensing behind it, so you can't demand your pay. I aspire to be more than just a clinical mental health counselor, honey. I'm going to the PhD program after this to do Mm -hmm. counseling, education, and supervision to train up the next generation of aspiring clinicians, especially my Black clinicians, because... Mental health manifests differently in us than what we're taught mostly, which is from a European perspective. So depression may look different in an African-American woman than, let's say, a white man or a white woman. Gotcha. But let's go and dive up in it. No, but, I wanna, but, but this is cool because I really want, that's why I wanted you to come on. Like I told you before, okay. one, this is beyond your horizon. And, you know, and the reason why I called it that was because we all have a horizon. We, we only right. have a limited way of seeing the world. And sometimes right. it takes somebody who has a different perspective, who actually right. are more educated in that topic <laughs> to actually help us to extend our horizon to see things a little more differently. And that's why I brought you on because- of my very analytical and logical way of seeing the world, there are a lot of things that I don't get. And okay. I got dragged recently, and you know, and we'll talk about this, but let me give you my two first. Let me give you my 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 two are one is Roseanne Barr. I see love that, this is, uh, Roseanne Barr. I'm in it right now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other person, the other person, uh, I was torn between either uh TS Madison or Giselle Bryant. And um, and I do love just and everybody hates it when I say I love Giselle Bryant, but I love that woman. I am not a big fan of Atlanta Housewives. I want to watch a couple, a few episodes of, of Housewives of Potomac, but for some reason, I love that woman. If I was a female, I would probably be Giselle Bryant. I love I her. I mean, y'all got a lot in common. I mean, y'all churchy and you love the mess, so I'm just kind of like you know. You know, know. What? I mean, you, you know. know what? 
But what I love about, well, no, but see, I get that Giselle is just trying to keep the brand going, trying to keep the show interesting, trying to keep that. So she's trying to, she's trying to do Mariah 2.0. Maybe that, maybe <laughs> that. And what you think about Roseanne Barr? You was about to say something about her. Roseanne has said some questionable stuff over the years. And we have given her passes or what have you, but some of the behavior I just cannot excuse. Um, But that sugar girl or what have you, I'm just not on the Roseanne, you know, train or what have you. So I will say that I'm most people for the ones that you, you know, that you disclosed or what have you. That's your thing. Y'all can have, you can have um, Grizzard, um, Giselle, and um, Roseanne, but yeah. Yeah, we, we gotta do more shows shows together because I, <laughs> I like how you don't think like me but anywho <laughs> all right let's get into that right there so all right so again if you're just tuning into this conversation i want to remind you we're about to talk about domestic abuse and if that topic is something that is triggering to you you might not want to listen in on this episode um i'm going to be sharing my my opinions and thoughts and then aj is going to be sharing his and what he knows from actually dealing with this um but the reason why we're talking about this is because of the recent um um i guess allegations that kiki palmer has made about her her baby daddy being abusive okay um for those of you who do not know kiki palmer i did put together some notes just in case you know i don't want to assume everybody knows who kiki palmer is i don't know who lauren you know oh yeah yes miss lauren kiana palmer okay she's an actress sharon's daughter sing who yep sharon sharon's daughter Mm mm-hmm Yes, uh, she is 30 years old. Her birthday is August 26th, just a few days after mine. I'm August 23rd. She's August 26th, so she is a Virgo. Mm-hmm. We know how to plot and think. But anywho. Uh, <laughs> Okay, this is just this is just the bio. I know, I know. She is known for playing, it. she is known for playing both leading and character roles in comedy and drama right. productions. She has received several accolades, primetime Emmy Awards. She's a five-time NAACP Image Awards. Uh, she was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award, Screen Actors Guild Award. She was listed as Time Magazine's most influential people in the world in 2019. Now, now, the movies I know her from are Aquila and the Bee. That was, what, 2006? Medea's mm-hmm. Fa- Family Reunion. I remember her from that. Mm-hmm. And Nope by Jordan Peele. Do you have any, like, big movies or that you remember her, like, when you, when you hear Kiki Palmer? What mm-hmm. is there anything that you really think that comes to your mind? See, I guess I would say I'm a Kiki Palmer kind of, like, I'm a little stand for her. I remember Nope. I remember Pimp, where she played a lesbian pimp or what have you. I remember her in Hustlers. I also remember her in Keelan and the Bee. Um, True Jackson VP from um, Disney Channel or what have you. And I remember her having her first show, um, first ever show on BET. And also when she came to Good Morning America. No, it wasn't Good Morning America 3. It was actually um, with Sarah, her. With Straight Hand, yeah. Sarah, and Kiki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and she's a fashion yeah. icon. She's a moment. She's a fashion icon. She's all of that. Um, it's Kiki. Is... It's your girl, right? <laughs> from the back. Um, from, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Straight Atlanta. Straight Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, personal life. Let's go into it. I read. Um, wrote, I remember this happening. So in February 2017, during an interview with Wendy Williams, um, she was asked about her sexuality, and she's kind of sexually fluid. 
Um, mm -hmm. She had um, her reply was, yeah, I like whoever loves me. Love is defined by the individual. And what I feel today is not what I necessarily may feel five years from now. I don't want to limit myself to one feeling or one idea of anything. Um, mm -hmm. She's also been very transparent about her own mental health issues. She struggled with anxiety and depression. Um, in 2019, as part of the You Know Me campaign, she shared via Twitter that she had an abortion at the age of 24. Um, mm -hmm. Palmer has um, dealt with polycystic ovary syndrome her entire life. Uh, while hosting Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live on December the 3rd, 2022, Palmer announced she was pregnant with her first child with her boyfriend at that time, her baby daddy, Darius Jackson. Um, their mm -hmm. son was born in February 2023. Uh, Palmer and Jackson have separated in October of 2023 following a series of alleged incidents surrounding domestic violence throughout their relationship. Um, and that just brings us into the topic of, of, again, domestic abuse and why we are having this conversation. Now, um, this has been a very viral moment. It's been shared all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, I'm sure, Twitter, and there was a post on Instagram. I think it was B. Scott that put the post up. Basically, uh, basically this was um, maybe, what was this? Like, what was it? Thursday day, Friday? When it Thursday, first I think it came out Friday night or something like that. I think Friday. Okay. Uh -huh. um, and B. Scott, um, love, you can follow B. Scott at, on Instagram at love B. Scott. The caption was Kiki Palmer restraining order. I mean, Kiki Palmer files restraining order against Darius Jackson. Palmer accused Jackson of abusing her multiple times over the course of their two-year relationship in court documents filed on Thursday. Palmer described one incident as Jackson was lunging for my neck, striking me, throwing me over the couch, and stealing my phone. Palmer is also requesting sole custody of their eight-month-old son, Leotis, as previously reported. That was the caption. There was a picture of Kiki Palmer and of Darius Jackson. Um, and I made a comment under that because when I read it, it just, it kind of triggered me a little bit to the point of saying like, hold up. I take a pause whenever I see a post like this. Okay. I say, and, and that was my comment. I would say, I take a pause with this. I said, because I, I follow Kiki. I follow her on like um, social media and on YouTube there. She has a podcast with that her and her baby daddy do together. And so whenever I, someone is portraying their relationship to be all good and, and you know, everything is good. And then when something happens and now we are supposed to now believe that, oh, that was all a lie, but this is actually the truth. The truth is this person has been abusing me. I take a pause to that because I wonder like, is this some, is this becoming a problem now because you want something out of this because you want to end it and you want full custody like what you know is there something else behind this story mm -hmm. and um and, and there were there are a lot of people i even see on today who kind of have those thoughts um one person i see just commented two days ago um girl you all was just together and why are you just now talking about this if y'all want to be over, then so be it. But to take that man child from him, I think is wrong. Somebody made that comment two days ago. And we're going to mm -hmm. get into this thing because my comments, you know, triggered a lot of people. 
and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, AJ included, because he came on and was like, you know, Jonathan, nah, da, 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 da. And I'm, I'm going to let you say exactly what you okay. said. Yana. And um, and then mm-hmm. let me tell you, and then a lot, a lot of the women, they dragged my ass. They dragged me, called me a clown. And and, and uh, so I guess they saw, they saw on my on my bio that I was a manifestation coach. And they said, you need to manifest some compassion because you don't know what you <laughs> yada, yada, yada and stuff. And I still held fast to my opinion it doesn't change my my opinion um but what i want you to first you know i want you to tell you know your when you were brought to this this conversation um and in that also i want you to you know be honest and let me know why my comment can be prob- problematic okay I was brought to the conversation because I'm gonna keep it real. I was just kind of like, what the hell did John John just say? Did he know he's gonna have to open up a can of worms? Because in the beginning, it seemed a little bit kind of like victim shaming to me. And so I came from the perspective of we don't know the situation or her lived experience, what she experienced, you know, up until now. And I was telling you, sometimes people have to come to a breaking point or almost near death some people do come today and they don't make it out but they have to come to a breaking point of finally finally saying i've had enough and that's with anybody in therapy therapy doesn't work unless the person wants to help themselves and maybe she wanted to help herself at this moment if we go back to the evidence that was presented we saw that there's a still from a video that was done in like 2022 or what have you and so what came to mind when you said if this has been going on maybe she's been an active participant in it People who have experienced domestic violence or whatever learn to put on a mask to actually save themselves. And so what they'll do is they'll deny and act like things are perfect in their relationship to avoid getting beat, hit, or what have you behind closed doors. Um, And also, we also see in this population um, PTSD or um, signs of depression or anxiety can manifest in these people as well. So there's a lot to take into consideration. Also, we don't know what type of lived experience that Darius experienced as a child or what have you. Um, Studies have proven that people who engage in violent behavior, who are um, domestic abusers, are products of their environment. If they weren't taught how to regulate their emotions, how to stay on one instead of going all the way to 10, if they see how their parents dealt with conflict or what have you by resulting in violence, they're more than likely to will result in using violence. So that's we don't know what happened or what have you. But I'm just saying from a clinical standpoint, most people who are abusers, it comes from their lived experience or what they learned while they were growing up in their household. And people who are abused. And the people who are abused. They also have what? They also can have traumatic experiences as well because they might not know boundaries or what have you. So they may think that, okay, well, since I saw my mom got beat, this is acceptable. So when he puts his hands on me or when she puts her hands on me or what have you, since I saw this in the past, this is what I've been conditioned to believe is true. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when I come from the perspective and people say victim blaming, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm actually okay with that, with saying that because yes, you do play a part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Your mental health issues that lead you to being abused is just like the mental health issues that the abuser is also 
putting on to you. You both have mental health issues and you both are participating in this dysfunction and you both need to seek help. Now, um, again, I don't know, that, and just like how you said, I like the same with me, the reason why I put a pause on this whole mm-hmm. thing was because I don't know the details. Now, women, let me tell you, the women who were coming after me for my opinion and were very, very verbally abusive. Okay. So, and, and I think I told you about this is that we often talk about this patriarchal society and how it makes toxic masculinity and, you know, and men think that they have to be dominant and leaders, but we don't talk about how this patriarchal society has also placed women as solely victims and weak and defenseless. And a lot of women have used that to their advantage to attack men to actually to say that, you know, oh no, like we don't know what happened in their relationship. I think about Chris Brown and Rihanna Mm -hmm. when it came out, of course, we're not, we are not supporting domestic violence and what Chris Brown did to Rihanna. But when conversations started to come out, we learned that they had a very toxic relationship Mm -hmm. that Rihanna was hitting Chris, Chris was hitting Rihanna. Nobody, you know, it was very toxic on both ends. Now, yes, we can say, well, you know, well, a man is stronger than a woman or a man can do more than to a woman than a woman can do to a man. That may or may not always be true. I remember when I was in the fourth grade and, and girls were beating up on me and I couldn't, I was in my, my little bitty ass, you know, but you can't hit them because, oh, you're a man, you know? And so a lot of women do hide behind the, the behind the patriarchal system to say, oh, I'm weak. I'm defenseless. Someone did this to me. And so therefore, I can just, I'm always going to be the victim. So if, if that makes me a victim blamer, because I think that everyone should be accountable for, for their mental health, you know, because in this, in this society, we think that we can just raise the flag of mental health. And that means I'm no longer accountable. That's not what that means. Because once you become aware of your issue, of your mental health issue, you now have a responsibility to work on your mental health issue. That's what I feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why me and your girl, we go back, your girl, but she she is doing better. Your girl, uh, what's called, what's her name? You say that you like? Um, oh, Summer. Summer. Because yes, when you are aware that, oh, I have social anxiety and I have these things, yada, yada, yada. Well, I need you to work on that. And I do feel that she is working on that. Her performances have gotten a lot, a lot better, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there was a point in time where I felt like, you know, you're taking advantage of your people who are paying good money to see you and for you to sit on a stool and act like you don't want to talk to them. You know, <laughs> you know, like you need to work on that, mama. You know, but yeah, but mental health does not give you an excuse. It, it never it does not give you an excuse to be to beat anyone, and it does not give you an excuse to be beaten either. That's no. true. No. So that's where my state point of mind is. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can, I can definitely, you know, see where you're coming from or what have you. Um, however, if we go back to what everybody should be have to, should have been taught while they were children, you keep your hands to yourself. So oh, you why should. did it have to result in him striking her? Or why do they have if they if they strike each other? Why do we have to get to that far? Get to why that point to get there. Why so to get there? Yeah. therapy helps people to learn how to regulate their emotion. Um, I just got through teaching an anger management class where we learned about mm-hmm. anger and aggression. 
Anger is what you feel. Aggression is the behavior that you do after you get angered or what have you. And so in that training, we learn how to stop from going from one to 10. 10 is explosive. And when you're actually going to actually be in contact with somebody and dealing with the repercussions behind that. So if we were taught or if we lived in a perfect world, everybody would keep them, their hands to themselves. But unfortunately, they don't. And then they have to come and see me because it's been court appointed or what have you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. People fell in love with Kiki because Kiki's America's sweetheart, of course, or what have you. Now, let's just say, let's play devil's advocate. Let's just say, since you done said, okay, you villainizing this man and woo de woo de woo. I'm trying to say I'm villainizing that, that man. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not You said you didn't want her to villainize. Okay, I mean, I, yes. Okay, I did say, well, I said we should not be villainizing oh. him because I can definitely understand if right. you want something out of this. This is the this is the card that you play. I'm okay. not saying that because we don't know if they hit each other. We don't know all we know. And we did see a steal showing Darius attacking her. And mm -hmm. um, and I did find an article where it went more into some of this these. Is, since you find an article, which are heinous, which are very. Yeah, since very you find an article, so let's talk about when he said, "I see why some animals eat their children." Baby, what is really going on with you? That is not normal for you to even run through the back of your mind or what have you. Um, maybe this was um, her way. Uh, okay. Well, I will say this. Mm -hmm. People should have safe spaces in their relationships or in their among each other to say those whatever things. They say. Whatever okay. they want to say. I do. Um, if there was a, a video or a camera or audio recording of me talking to my friends and shit and the things that we say you know, would be like, if you just took it out of that content of what I said, you'd be like, Jonathan, you need to go see, a, you need to go see somebody <laughs> because, can, because, no, I'm serious because, and uh -huh. I've heard women say like, you know, like you see women having these conversations, they don't do it, but being like, girl, I thought about, you know, dropping my child off at the firehouse a couple of times, you know what I'm saying? Not saying that they've done it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've seen people on pod, like women just being transparent on podcasts, like, child, I wish I didn't have these kids. Like if I had it, if I had it to, if I had it to do over, I would have chose abortion. And it's okay for them to have that conversation amongst themselves as women, as girls in safe spaces. So I don't really think that him making, no, if you just hear that, that comment, of course, like you, you would say that's wrong to think, mm -hmm. but you know, but Hey, as a, as a parent of a dog, there are times I'm like, God, like, well, at, at the early stage, especially, be like, I'm, about to, I'm about to take you to a neighborhood and drop you off. Did I do it? No, but, <laughs> but, right. but I've had those moments. And if we are real with ourselves, we think about shit. We think about things. Don't mean we act mm. on them. That is true. It doesn't. It does not mean that. So no, I'm not, I can't just say because he said that, that is something that, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, women, Post postmortem is 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 real, and shoot the things our parents, some of our parents, my grandma didn't tell me that, but there are mm -hmm. some parents who tell their their kids, and I'm about to beat you. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. You come over I here those, those, those gonna, comments. Right, right. I will kill you. I will do that. I never had that. But there are some parents who do right. who are that, and they're verbally assaulting of their children. They say shit. That if you just record it and play to the police, you're going to jail. That is true. But if you're going to talk about eating the child or whatever, I'm going to be like, okay, bitch, you're a little crazy. Um, the other thing, yeah, but when it's talking about like, 
you talking about him and my child or whatever. I guess from a parenting, I'm a nurturer or what have you. Mm -hmm. I got a dog baby too. I would never think about, oh my God, I was just off you or whatever. But yeah. Going back, looking at the stuff that you I'm, you pulled it up or whatever, that stuck out to me when he said about eating yeah. a child, animals eating their kids or what have you. Um, yeah. But yeah. And let me, um, so there was one incident in February, 2022, okay. described by Palmer. Um, she says, she says, Jackson, Darius Jackson became enraged when she showed him a bikini photo of herself while they were at a friend's party. She says, Darius spent the rest of the night yelling at me, not letting me sleep so he could, so he could keep yelling at me. She said in the filing, in the bedroom, he slammed me on the floor and slapped my head from side to side. The next morning, he was standing at the bottom of the stairs near the front door, screaming at me as I was coming down the stairs. When I was almost at the bottom of the stairs, he grabbed me around the neck and body slammed me back onto the stairs. Oh, my, 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 now, my. I will, now I will say, after reading this article and really getting into the details of the violence that was going on in there, um, I am, again, I am not supporting Darius Jackson in any uh -huh. way. Like, okay. this is crazy shit. But you do have to always ask these questions of like, again, why were you there? Because these things have happened from your state, from your mind. Oh, wow. And I think I even shared with you, too. And you can speak on, on this, sure. too, because I was saying to you, like, in Kiki's situation is different because she is the breadwinner and she's sure. always been control of the narrative. And so I felt like this is this is not I can Tina where Tina didn't have any money, a pot to piss in, nowhere to go. This is Kiki Palmer, who has all the resources and all the things to escape. But you share from what you have learned, like even in situations where the woman is actually able to leave or, you know, well, we, well, we think she is, why would someone subject themselves to this? Some people are just afraid to leave. We don't know what type, well, we do know that, you know, physical violence was actually involved and physical abuse. We don't know if there was emotional abuse. Emotional abuse comes different ways. It can be the way that you talk to somebody. It can also be you withholding um, access, you know, that could be access to the car, to the money, what have you. We don't know what's going on in their houses, okay? Mm -hmm. Things are different. Um, but like I said, people have to get to that breaking point. Sometimes, you know, securing the bag, whatever, morning people to fall in love with her. Maybe sometimes she wanted to secure her bag by being keeping her mouth shut to prevent her from getting her ass beat so she can go out there and make these appearances or what have you. We don't know what that woman was subjected to behind closed doors. So we should allow her a little bit of grace and, you know, as far as that is concerned. Um, but like I said, some women don't even have um, a contingency plan. Um, we suggest that people who are in abusive relationships to plan a safety plan, which is you have a bag stored somewhere, you have some money stored here or there, whatever. Whenever you feel like the time is right for you to move, you need to have a trusted friend that you can call. You need to have some place that you can stay or where you can drop the kids off or whatever. You need to have an exit strategy and plan to leave that situation. And a lot of women just don't have that. Or you have it, but you fear the repercussions if you try. 
I also read somewhere where he came to her house unannounced, just let himself into the house. So we don't know if he's just coming over whenever, you know, she might have kicked him out or whatever. You still come over. So we don't we don't actually know. But all the evidence, the videos, the video steals or whatever are showing a woman that's being abused. We're seeing in the deposition, in the filing that she said he came in, jumped on her, hit her, strike her in the head. I remember reading somewhere he was getting mad and was angry and shouting at the baby while he was trying to change the baby's diaper. I saw that. And she came in and was kind of like, you know, what's going on? I'll do it or what have you, because she feared for her child. And just for coming in, trying to make sure her child is okay, she got knocked upside her head. Correct. Correct. Seems like Darius don't know how to regulate his emotions. Seems like Darius um, uses violence to express his emotions. Seems like Darius needs some therapy. Sounds like Kiki needs some therapy too. Kiki needs some therapy too because of what she's been through or whatever. Yeah. Why does she allow it? Yeah. Where is this coming from? Yeah. Does and having your childhood. And and I do applaud Kiki. Like you know, maybe it was her having a child to say, you know what? Uh. Uh-uh. I, this is something ain't right here that, you know, I, I can't accept this because, you know, you did this to me and I was messed up in the head and accepted it. But maybe, you know, the fact that now I brought a child into this and I don't want my child to be in this. And maybe this was the, the catalyst that you said, OK, that was enough exactly. and let me get out. So I do respect Kiki for taking that stand, that that stand and saying that, OK, maybe this is where we stop. You know, exactly. um, so yes, most definitely, you know, applaud her for doing this. Um, I do hope Darius seeks help um, as well. I, I'm trying to see, I was Googling to see if he has made any response at all to these, to these allegations. And I couldn't find anything. I know his I'm brother sure. had, I know, yeah, I know his brother had made a, had, had made a. Uh, um, you posted and deleted Sharon. De- deleted it because what's the name? Sharon got in. Miss Sharon. It. And Miss Sharon, let me tell you, you know, I don't like Miss Sharon. Come out, she'll never come out. She'll never come out and say shit, you know. But the thing is, I've seen Miss Sharon on the podcast with Kiki and her baby daddy. There we canoodling, go. Canoodling, go, go, go. Canoodling go, go, go. and keeping and carrying on with the both of them, giving them both accolades for who they were and their relationship and yada, 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 you know, only to now come out and say, and when, her, when his brother spoke out, to then say, you know, your brother's been abusive and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, bro, I just saw you on a video with them, on a video podcast with them. Like, what is your, what is your, your mindset that says that it's okay for you to participate in this portrayal of a relationship that is okay and good when deep down, you know, it is abusive. And so it is likely just how you stated that that maybe Kiki saw her mom go through this same thing. And then her mom was like, well, you know, that's just how men are. I don't know. You know, who knows? Who who knows? Um, But at the end of the day, you know, when we both, you and I both can agree that, like, one, keep your hand to yourself. Um, No one should be abusing anyone mentally, physically, or any of that. But also, also, you have, if you are the person that is receiving the abuse, you need to check yourself too because mm-hmm. you know no one here um you have to be accountable for yourself and for your own safety and and if you let someone treat you a certain way you are telling them that it's okay 
you know, if if AJ comes on and like and cusses me out and and I keep hanging around him, but every time I come around him, he cusses me out and I don't say anything about it, I can't fault him and to say and then call him out one one day and say, well, AJ said this to me. He's like, bitch, I've been saying that to you and you ain't never said nothing about it. You know, like you told me it was all right. So basically, that's all we're saying. We both need to be held accountable. But exactly. for that, yeah, for that. All right. Anything you want to say more about that topic before we just kind of wrap wrap this Sorry. up? By... Um, if you're in an abusive situation, there's always hope. Um, mm-hmm. Please, you know, look into your local um, women's shelters or um, shelters for men, women, and children, what have you. There are resources out there for people who are experiencing domestic violence. There's a domestic violence hotline as well. So... That's good. That is very And good. also get into therapy. You need to recover from what all you've experienced, that trauma. Yes. Yes. I totally agree with you there. Um, yeah, like you, anybody who is listening to this who is in a situation where you are being abused, you know, you ain't gotta be a victim your whole life. You don't. Um, you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. And so what is some things that you can tell? Let's say there's somebody listening who knows someone who is in an abusive relationship. What should what should they do? Because I know that you know I've known people who were in those those kind of relationships, mm-hmm. and when you speak up and you say something, you become the bad guy. You exactly. can't even you you can't even get in to defend that person because that person will jump up and defend the abuser they over will. you. So. What advice can you give to someone who knows of someone who is being abused? I would say to always be an open ear, a sounding board for them or whatever. Don't push, you know, what I think you should leave them, what have you. A person has to come to that decision on their own or what have you. Um, Because, you know, I've seen situations where people have tried to intervene that drove them back to the abusive partner or whatever and severed the relationship or what have you. Like I say, you have to be ready to make a change and change is not going to happen until that person has had a breaking point or come to the point where I'm tired of this. Be a supportive friend, be a listening ear, um, assist them if they need you to create that safety plan with them to plan their, you know, escape from that situation or what have you. And if they come to you and tell you that they're ready to move forward and leaving, assist them, but don't, try to rush them into it if they're not ready. What about to the abuser? If someone is listening here that has, maybe they are the abuser. How? What have you learned in your studies of how do you get them to, to stop? They're not going to stop until either A, they get in trouble with the law and they're forced to stop because they're locked away or they have to want to stop and they have to seek therapy to figure out why they result in violence, why there is a problem with aggression. Why is there an issue with boundaries? Why do I react the way that I do? Is this mm. something that I was taught or something that I was learned from my childhood? If what I experienced in childhood, oh, daddy hit mommy because she talks back or whatever. So when I grew up, when my girl talks back, I hit her. You have to unlearn those faulty thought processes right there. You have to unlearn those concepts. Okay, when I get angry, I hit. No. Use cognitive behavioral therapy to retrain and to think of alternatives to resulting in violence. And also to help with healing, too, because a lot of this is unhealed trauma from childhood. 
Mm. It's good stuff. This is good stuff. And I think it is, it is good that we I'd ask that, that question because I know a lot of times, you know, we do focus on those who are being abused and we don't focus on those who are actually doing the abusing. And, um, and, and that, that is something we need, need to kind of make, make more content for. <laughs> you know, we need to make more content. For people, right. To people who are actually the abuser to be like, that's like, like you, you got to be aware of your shit. And I just had, I just had a thought too. Oh, go, like go a lot of men are misdiagnosed, undiagnosed with intermittent explosive disorder, which results in you acting out. Like what you saw, a lot of people would diagnose Will Smith when he slapped Chris Rock. So a lot of men are diagnosed with that. And so when you see that in them, you see that they have a, a history of violence. So it's unlearning those unhealthy habits or what have you. Just wanted mm. to put that out there too. So that's good. That's good. And being aware of your shit. You know, yeah. be aware of your stuff, y'all. Be aware of your stuff and know why you do what you do. What you do. What you do. That's very good. That's a good, good little takeaway there. Know why you do what you do. All right, we're going to close out this conversation. Um, where can they find you? You can find me here in Conyers, Georgia at ARP right. Counseling. I am on staff there. I do all types of counseling. I do substance abuse. I do sex offender. I do marriage counseling. I do individual counseling, mood disorder, psychotic disorders. I see it all. Okay, you said ARP? Yes, ARP Counseling. ARP Counseling in Conyers, Conyers, Georgia. Conyers. Conyers. You do any like virtual um, We sessions? also do virtual. I'm sorry. That's also since COVID. We've been also offering um, services virtually through our um, portal online or through Zoom. So Okay. All right. So take all forms of health care. You do any payment plans? We do. We also that? do self-pay. We also do insurance plans as well. Um, we do everything. We do psycho, um, social um, evaluations. We do mental health status examinations. We do everything under the sun. Right. All right. Well, make sure. Yeah, I'll get that information for you so I can put you put okay. that in the in the show notes. Um, okay. So I do hope that something that was said in this dialogue um, maybe will will help someone. You know, mm -hmm. not only those who are abused, but those who are the abuser. Like, you know. I I get it. I, I know what it's like to be angry. I know what it's like to be triggered. Um, but we do need to have a healthy outlet for those things. Um, okay. We need to be able to walk away, whether you're walking away before you hit somebody or you walk away because you don't want to be hit. But both of those are valid. We both need to we need to learn how to walk away, walk away and uh, wish the best for Kiki Palmer and especially for this baby. Yes, we do. No choice in any of this. <laughs> he don't know what's going on. Do it for the um, children. If you're in that type of situation, you have kids, save yourself and your children. And your children. All right. You have any other any like upcoming events that people should know about or anything to be on, on the lookout for? Let's see. I will be doing a um continuing education on counseling um sensitivity. For counselors, along with my um, associates from my office. Um, I also have a chapter coming out in a book on counseling men, and it's going to focus on counseling um, Black LGBTQ um, since post-pandemic. 
So we're also going to look at, you know, examining how depression manifests or mental health disorders, specifically depression and anxiety, manifest in Black gay men and the psychosocial stressors such as homelessness, HIV status, um, those things, how that affects and can either manifest or exasperate those conditions and how to effectively work with these populations. Also aging Black um, gay men as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to cover a whole lot of different things in that chapter and how to best work with that population. Awesome, awesome. I definitely want to have you come back on and talk about the aging okay. of, of, of the LGBTQI. Because okay. as I am, yeah, I like to say this sounds sounds. Yeah, we, 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 we slowly, you know, we slowly ascending. We are, we are ascending. We are. We, are climbing, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. Climbing and, um, Jacob's ladder. Okay, go ahead. Honey. It's I, just I see, I heard that. I heard that. But yeah, and those are things, there are things that we do need to think about. Because for aging for us looks different than aging for our, hetero, our hetero counterparts. You know, some of us don't have kids and things like that. So we some have to think have about partners. Have partners. We're single. And, um, and so we got to, you know, think about what do we need to be thinking about um and and i can i can imagine what that does to our mental health too causes Ooh. some of us to settle some saw come of us to be in some of us are stuck and are, are stuck or yes yeah oh wow yeah so yeah that's a whole nother conversation it's a whole nother conversation some of y'all feel <laughs> stuck in them glory heydays and i'm like baby you are knocking on 50s door i think we need to change your mindset a little bit um so you said glory whole days what you said? I, I ain't gonna glory some oh. of them still do that too some of them baby <laughs> you too old to be bent over them part benches baby I'm just saying I ain't age shaming nobody on here no. <laughs> <laughs> alright you all thank you all for, for listening or watching uh, don't forget to like share rate subscribe do all the things to show us some love and um, yeah and that will be it for this conversation all right. I want to come back again and talk with y'all You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.